You're listening to the My Vinyl Addiction Podcast with Vince G and John Seagram, a podcast for true music fanatics. Join in on the conversation and the argumentation. Welcome to the My Vinyl Addiction Podcast. I'm Vince Graham, and with me, as always, is John Seagram. And we're going to go ahead and talk about some good music today, or some bad music. Just depends on how you look at it. <laughs> That's always, a, everyone has opinions. Opinions are like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know how the story goes. Yeah. Well, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Uh, you know what? Last week was good. We had both, we both had albums that we both agreed on, we both liked. True. Which is pretty rare on this show. Really rare, huh? <laughs> so let's see if we can keep this ball rolling, and let's see... Uh, I don't. I I I feel like this one's going to be a tough one for both of us. But we'll, well I know it's going to be a tough one for you, <laughs> for sure. You know what's weird is like when we have guests on, we usually agree with what they what they like. Yeah. But we just always because we're trying to give each other like the one thing that we know that you've never listened to yeah. or you might not like. So. Do you think we're being too nice? Do you think we need to start being to our guests? Yeah. I don't. Know, I feel like I really like those albums so far, though. I have too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can't say like we're just like. Oh, yeah. There's been a couple I didn't like. Sonic Youth. And... Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week we have two albums. I brought to the table something that we had Blas on um, a couple shows ago. Yeah. Blas Perez, great bass player, yeah. and we were talking about bass players in general, and we were talking about how great the bass player for this band is. And that band is Iron Maiden. And when we said that, you said you had never listened to Iron Maiden ever. Truth. And I understand that because you're 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 kind of like uh, at the age where that happened before you. So you probably <laughs> just like you know. Yeah, this was 1982. Oh, go to the uh, name of the record. Oh, it's the Number of the Beast. Ooh, controversial. <laughs> So, yeah, this was 1982. I was born in 1985. So I, I kind of missed yeah. the mark on this one. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. You know. Yeah. What did you pick and why? Okay. So um, I picked Converge Blood Moon 1, I guess it's called. Um, I used to call it Converge Blood Moon. This album just came out a few weeks ago. Um, I, man, I, I like Converge. I started listening to them back in high school when they're very different than what this album sounds like. Very just noise and screaming and... Oh, man. Insaneness. Um, insaneness. I don't think that's a word. but <laughs> You made it up. It is a word. It's your word. Yeah, but uh, basically, you know, I've always, you know, kind of followed them and then started listening to them more and more. And I really dug them. I think the what really kept me liking them a lot was um, my brother bought me a CD on my 18th birthday of one of their, um, man, I can't, I, I should have wrote down the name of the album. But um, that's when I kind of like regained my, my passion and love for them. I was like, wow, such a good album. And then, you know. I kept listening to them over the years more and more, and they slowly progressing, changing. Still heavy, still crazy. Um, this album, though, totally changed. It's not what Converge normally is. It's totally different. Um, today, actually, Matt, who's been on the show before, uh, I, was, I was telling him, like, dude, like, I cannot stop listening to this album. He's like, oh, I haven't heard it yet. And then he listened to it. He's like, where's the screaming? Mm-hmm. He's like, this is not Converge. And I was like, I know, man, but... Uh, to me, that's that's definitely a test of uh, something really great. You know what I mean? Like, like they're you're used to them being one way. Yeah. Then they can change, and you're still like, wow, I still really love this album. I still love this band. And um, right when I heard it, I knew this has to be on the podcast. Even on my Instagram feed, I told I I tagged Vince and watch out. I'm going to be bringing this <laughs> up soon. Sure enough, right away, first thing I <laughs> opportunity chance I had, 
Blood Moon Converge, man. So uh, I'm really excited to talk about this album, really get uh, dive deeper into it. But um, where do you want to start? Iron Maiden Converge? Where you no, start? we're already going on this one. So let's let's keep going. Let's tell people about Converge. And actually, um, Ch- this is my first time listening to Converge because I never listened to them either. So. Yeah. And this has a, a sorry, a Chelsea Wolf. Yeah. Is, um, I've on- heard some of her stuff. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I've been kind of getting into more of her stuff. Like recently before this came out, I was like, I listened to a band called Horseneck, which is like members of Chelsea Wolf and members of Woolhaven and other bands. Like they have a band. Uh, she's not really in it, but... Um, you know, like I started getting more. I was like, "All right, cool, cool." Yeah. Then, like when I heard that this came out, and I just I was like, blown away, man. So, what do you think? Well, the first time I listened to it, um, I was, you know, driving in my car like always, and I I really liked it. I'll, t- wow. I'll tell first you that. Time? And you should know because earlier we we have a rule on the show: we don't talk about it until we talk about it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> on the show, but I when you first came over here today and we we're talking, I said, "Oh, I was looking for the vinyl for this, and it doesn't come out." So that should have told you yeah, right, right it away. Did, and I tried to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake. Yeah. But yeah, um, I liked it right away, and the reason why, if you because you said uh, Matt said, "Where's the screaming?" I might not have liked it because this band right here, the, the to me, they're heavier moments weren't my favorite parts of the record. Yeah. When they kind of slowed down and when Chelsea Wolf was, you know, kind of featured yeah. and that slow, um, weird sound yeah. that they got oh, going here, it, it, it just worked. Yeah. And I, I, I know that certain bands like, um, um, they do things like this. Like, and I, I, I'm, I hate the fact that I can never remember things cause I'm, you know, getting old and forgetting things. But, um, we, we talked about another record, which was similar to this when we had, um, Jeff Hickey. Yeah, Jeff Col- Hickey. Cult of Luna. Cult of Luna. This reminds me of the Cult of Luna album Definitely. in a way. For sure. Know? I thought the same thing. Like when um, I heard it, the first thing I thought of was Cult of Luna with uh, uh, Julie Christmas. And I was like, wow, man, this is totally in the same realm. And we yeah. both love that album. So I, I kind of thought, and I was like, he might like this album just because, you know, he liked the Cult of Luna as well. Um, but yeah, dude, like her. Oh my God. When she comes on, I'm a big fan of Converge, right? I love the screaming. I love mm-hmm. the chaoticness. But honestly, I really love her parts on this album. It's so good. Like the first song, she has like this part. Uh, man, I didn't look up lyrics or anything. I wish I did. Mm-hmm. But she has like this part where it's like, no, 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 no. It's like really like preachy, like uh-huh. almost like uh, Catholicism, you know, uh, priest or whatever. And it tripped me out, man. I was like, wow, this is, but it's done so well. And Jacob Bannon, man, the singer of Converge, like he doesn't sing. Well, I've kind of heard him sing on Wear Your Wounds, but you know, like this was so weird just to hear him sing and he's not bad at it, but he's not really a great singer, Mm -hmm. but it works kind of like what they're doing. And, uh, but yeah, man, uh, I'm glad you really liked it. I was even first thought, first listen. And maybe this was probably the right record of theirs for me to listen to first, right? (laughs) Definitely, for sure. You you would hate like their first album. <laughs> really, Jane Doe. Yeah, you 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 probably wouldn't like it. Hmm. Okay. It's very, it's What's actually, the style on that? That's actually a funny story. That's actually my first record I bought for my record collection. Okay. It was Jane Doe Converge. Someone was selling it. So her uh, her and her boyfriend broke up, and he left it, and she was trying to get rid of it, and I snatched it up, twenty five bucks, and I was like, awesome! It's a double record. Yeah. But it's um, man, thrash punk. I don't know. It's a, it's straight. Just like, like if you watch him live, like he's just running around, literally just. It's not even like a raw god. Yeah. Like, he's just like. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> it's like a fucking chihuahua running around. 
And he's like this little, he's like this little skinny dude and stuff. It's funny, but like, you know, it's so fucking chaotic. It's one of those albums like if you listen to, you're just like, oh my god, like I just need, to, you know, I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> but it, like, I love it. You know, I mean, I really, I always loved it and stuff. It's it's so good. And then so, um, but yeah, it's <laughs> if you listen to Jane Doe to the Blood Moon, it's polar opposites. But like we said on the last episode, we were talking about bands grow up, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, maybe this band is just finally hit their their peak where you know where they can actually maturity yeah the peak of maturity where they're just like at the top of their game or some might say which a lot of times people say oh they suck now you know because pe- people yeah. like what they like and if, if a band changes just a little bit then they're just like i'm gonna jump off the bandwagon yeah what this reminds me a lot of is um when when chino did um help me out here his side project team sleep team sleep hmm. very soft very slow then Sinai Risk came out, and you're like, I can hear a lot of that in yeah. there. So Jacob Bannon um, did a lot of uh, a side project called Wear Your Wounds, where it's very slow like this. It has that okay. very long heaviness. It's like, yeah. you know, dragging on kind of. And you can hear a lot of that into this. So I kind of feel like the same boat, but it, this is way better than Sinai Risk. <laughs> but, like, what did you um, – what else did, like, what else did you think when, like, you're hearing this album? Well, um I really was listening to the very beginning and I was like, okay, it's good. It's good. But it, I felt like the album really started on track four, Flower Moon. Oh, okay. When that came out, it was three songs in a row. Flower Moon, Tongues Playing Dead. Those two like were, they really stood out to me. And then I think later on it was Scorpion Sting. Oh, that song. Awesome. <laughs> God, Scorpion Sting to me is like, God, I can listen to that over and over again. Yeah. yeah. That one in uh, Coil. Coil, yeah, Coil came before, and I, I kind of like that one too. Um, it was slower, a little yeah. slower, like uh, kind of plotting type of song. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But like, I really feel like after right after that one ended is when I got into it. Yeah, I can see that yeah. too. Like, it really like it. I feel like one to three is kind of like an intro, an introduction to it. Yeah, like, it's kind of building up the story, and then after that, that's when it takes off and it really starts going on. But yeah, Scorpion Sting to me was like, dude, when I first heard it, I was yeah. like, no way. This song is so amazing. It's so good. But um, yeah, for sure, man. Um, what else was I going to say about this? Um, man, there's so much I want to say about this. <laughs> no, I got to give it to you on this one. You you brought me some two weeks in a row now. You wow, brought me two yeah. <laughs> records that I hadn't heard and I really, really like. Um, but both of the records, it, very disappointing that on both of these records, I cannot get them on vinyl. This one, I know you said you pre-ordered it, but like, I don't know why it takes so long for, you know, like yeah. the new Trivium album just came out, like side note, mm-hmm. and they're, they're not releasing that for another four or five months. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Same thing with me. Cause I, I did pre-order this and I was very excited cause I'm, oh man, I, I pre-ordered it. And I think the album came out like that week. And I was like, cool, man, I'll get this like in a week or two. <laughs> yeah. And I ordered it and it's like, oh, you should be there by like May 2022. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I do like one day I'm going to be like randomly like, oh shit, I forgot about this. <laughs> for me, pre-order means like, for instance, when Spirit Box, their new album was coming out this year, it was like highly anticipated, right? Yeah. I pre-ordered that album because it was going to come out on a certain date. Then they'd ship it. This one, the album came out. Then the pre-order is like five months later. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like you said, exactly. I thought the same thing. I'm like, cool, man. I'm going to get this. Like, I right. um, What was it? Danny Elfman. I ordered it like the day before or two days before it came out. And I actually got it the day it came out, mm. which I was like, oh, hell yeah. I was like, totally wasn't expecting a thousand That's the same thing that happened to me. I, I got the like limited edition uh, Deftones Ohms. Uh-huh. And um, 
it came it came like the day it came out. I was like, oh. and my and my, yeah. my nephew bought it. His income for like two weeks. So I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but then you got to realize we do live in California, not California, well California, but the United States and shipping sucks yeah, now. <laughs> there's problems going on. Yeah, so it's probably sitting on the docks out there, Long Beach. <laughs> probably. <somewhere. laughs> yeah. One of those ones you see on the TikToks and they're just falling over in the water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear about hear that. <laughs> then your vinyls are all warping, Vince. <laughs> Oh, that's a nightmare. <laughs> but yeah, this is a great album. And um, I do say if people, you know, anyone who's listening should probably check this one out. Like, yeah. Even if you don't know the band, because I didn't know who they were much about them. But when I listened from, from the beginning, even the ones at the beginning where they weren't my favorite on the album. Yeah. But it still, it drew me in. I was like, this is good. But when like it really came to like the third or fourth track, I realized, no, this is, this is going to be um, one of the best albums of 2021 awesome oh man that totally made my day man and we're gonna do that that show some of the best records because we've had some great releases this year you know like honestly because i said that right when this album came out the first time i heard it halfway through i messaged my buddy and said best album of the year so far or one of the best albums i've heard so far this year and then he actually uh a buddy of mine too he's not into converge i played Mm. him heavy music and stuff he's not into that but he loves this album Mm, he was like dude this album is amazing he loves uh, King Woman, uh, which I know Jeff Hickey uh, later on told us to listen to. Yeah. Which I've listened to before. But that's really good. You'd really love King Woman. Um, but yeah, like Cult of Luna style with, uh, with Julie Christmas. Um, awesome, man. Uh, to me, it's just a, such an amazing album. All right. Well, we're going to move on from this release to what I gave you. And let me talk <laughs> about why I gave you this. Well, we already kind of went through it at the beginning, but... Um, I realized that, you know, with your age, you didn't know much about, <laughs> like, that whole era of, of heavy metal where you probably look at it and go, ugh. Because I know you personally, you don't like guitar solos. Yeah. You, surprisingly, being a guitar player, don't like guitar solos. <laughs> it's the strangest thing I've ever, I've ever heard. But, you know, back in the day, people used to pick up the guitar and, like, there'd be a break in the middle. And, and then they put a bunch of notes real fast. It was called a guitar solo. And everyone did it. Yeah. Go back and check some of that old stuff out. Um, but... This band, Iron Maiden, was like in that, what they call it, the new wave of British heavy metal mm. uh, back in the 80s, like came out with them, a bunch of different bands. Um, Judas Priest kind of was the uh, forerunner of this this whole movement. Judas Priest did it first, and like all these bands, Def Leppard, they all came after. And um, some of the bands were good, some didn't last. This is one of the bands that actually lasted. They um, they have a extensive... Um, release uh, 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 library of albums like 17 17 records you looked it up you have notes (laughs) that's good Um, this album was one that I remember when this came out I think I was like in junior high school or whatever and everybody was like you know the different kind of music was coming out at that time but this was like at the time it was like really heavy which to me you'll probably laugh you know oh really yeah this was super heavy and this was super like oh Number of the Beast, you know, yeah, it was yeah. just like uh, controversial. But now it's just like, oh, they, it was tongue in cheek. <laughs> uh, the album so the album cover so funny. They have their Eddie the Beast, and he's got he's like uh, he has the devil as his puppet. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's all tongue in cheek and it, it's it's cheesy. But this album, I wanted you to hear mainly for the bass player uh, Steve Harris. Oh yeah, um, that's what I wanted you to hear. Steve Harris, what I read a little bit too, like he's uh, one of the primary songwriters. Yes, of, of yes, band. in the like, band, yeah. Yeah, like, all together. Um, so, yeah, man, 1982, this album came out uh, three years, or 
three years before I was born. Um, yeah, it missed the mark for me. <laughs> I, I definitely, I tried and I thought, cause I thought Iron Maiden's a pretty important, you know, group yeah. you know, like for metal. Uh, I feel like I needed to hear them. I needed, I'm glad I did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just too much for me. Like the, you don't like the, you don't like singing really. You like yeah. more, uh, <laughs> grunts and growls and yeah. Yellow. However yeah. though, um, uh, hallowed be thy name was awesome. Oh yeah, God, man! What a way to end the album in such an amazing song. That mm-hmm. song to me, like, I gotta tell you, I listened to the album uh, a few times, but I only got to like four track four, and I probably turned it off, and I was like, ah, I can't do this. And then finally, I was like, you know, I need to listen to this album. Like, <laughs> that's what we do. We listen yeah. to albums. Like, I can't, I can't go on the podcast and not listen to the full album. Right. So, um, sorry, Lori, but I didn't listen to your albums when we did that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, anyways. Um, I, so I listened to it, and I was at first I was kind of like Number of the Beast. I was like, oh, that song's not that bad. Mm. They're hit, you know. And then later find out, you know, they are called the Beast, you know. After that, and it's a whole huge thing, man. It's like Iron Maiden's like this big deal. But yeah, the last song, Hell by the Name," was so awesome. I was like, I'm glad I went through it for that song because mm-hmm. that's a song where I would probably go and listen to it again and put on and be like, hey, I really like this song. But um, trip out, man. They're going back on tour. Yeah, they, I, I'm. You know, I'm done really with concerts <laughs> myself. But like, even especially concerts of people like this, where it's like you've already seen. If you, you you've you've seen it when it was big. Yeah. If you didn't see it, then you missed it. I don't feel like like right now. I don't even know what's going on with them. They have like three guitar players and a bass player. <laughs> like what? Like yeah. if you see, like I I have actually the video going right here. And there's three guitar players and a bass player and a drummer. And he has a double guitar, so. And, and a sword. And, but, yeah. But I saw, I did see, though, that's funny you mentioned they were um, going on tour with Trivium. And I was like, oh. that makes sense. I can see. Who's Trivium. headlining? <laughs> that's what I'd like to know. Really. But, yeah. I was Trivium like, is the new version of this, I feel like. Yes. I can def- definitely see that. Like, when I heard it and I was like, yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. I can see why you like Trivium. Like, if you grew up liking Iron Maiden, I can see why you like Trivium. It's, yeah. It's My son, Austin, was a big Iron Maiden fan, like, um, when he was in high school. Uh-huh. And now he's, like, a huge Trivium fan. It's a natural progression, you know, of of those uh, two bands, I feel like. And on this album, like, um, Run to the Hills was, like, their, their big hit. And I never appreciated the song until I've heard, um, I think his name is Christian Hand. Um he does like this thing on the radio station on, on uh, KLOS where he goes oh, on and yeah, he breaks down songs and he does session, the sessions live on Instagram oh. every day. And he, he's really fun to listen to because he breaks down a song. He'll play first the drum track and then he'll play the, the bass. Then the, he'll bring in the, gu- the guitar player and then the vocalist to isolate each of these tracks. Oh my gosh. The um, bass player and the drummer in this band together when he just plays that together you were just yeah. blown away right forget the guitars guitars are just guitars right but then when um bruce dickinson sings yeah. i know you don't appreciate that style of singing but the the notes that he can hit yeah is ridiculous in this song i i, I can see that definitely for sure like um especially like you mentioned that you brought this group up because of uh, steve harris um and right away the first song i knew i'm like oh yeah, yeah. Like you just do, 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 do. like he's just yeah. like tearing it up 
And it's so good. And when I found out he's one of the main writers of like all the songs, like still, I'm like, wow, that's pretty amazing. Like, yeah, you know very I mean? talented, right? Yeah, then, but yeah, he's like totally tears up. And you can tell, you can tell that the guitars are following him pretty much, you know what yeah. I mean? Which is so cool, man. But yeah, definitely talented. Um, uh, Steve Dickinson? Bruce Dickinson? Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, like I said, man, for him to bounce out those notes, it's not an easy task to do, man. There's three metal singers that like kind of stand stand out above the rest. He's one. Mm-hmm. The other two were Ronnie James Dio, and then the other is Rob Halford from Judas Priest. Oh, okay. They were like, and still are like three. Well, uh, rest in peace, Dio. But the, they're three of the greatest metal singers of all time. People will say, I don't know the guy's name from Queens, right? But or Queens, whatever. How do you pronounce that? Um, he's a great singer as well because they have that that it's a different style where it's just like they can hit these notes. Yeah. They're they're kind of like for for metal what Whitney Houston was for R and B, right? They can no, hit these crazy not notes. Whitney, Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey. <laughs> well, I, I happen can, to think that who can hit higher notes than Mariah Carey? Whitney, higher notes than Mariah. Carey? I think so. What do you think? We're both looking at my wife over <laughs> in the corner. Because she, Mariah Carey has that one song. Oh, man, I can't remember the name of it. But at the end, she says, eh, like, she can break windows with that shit. Oh, she can break my ears with that. <laughs> <laughs> and when Christmas comes, oh, oh my I gosh. love that song. <laughs> oh, my God. My next album, Mariah Carey's Christmas album. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen here. But so, yeah, so, let me ask you really quick. Um, how did you how did you get into Iron Maiden? Who who introduced you to Iron Maiden? I introduced my damn self to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know it was just a natural progression. I listened to back in the day, um, c- growing up. Like I- I'm a different kind of guy because I listened to. Um, I grew up listening to my my parents' music, right? Like R and B, blues. That's what was played around my house. Yeah. Um, a neighbor introduced me to ACDC. I listened to back in the day Public Enemy, Run DMC. So. I listened to everything, yeah. you know, I wasn't, I didn't shut myself off and I wish more people would be that way and just like, listen to a little bit of everything. Don't be like, I can't listen to this kind of music because people say I'm not supposed to <laughs> yeah. listen to what you, you, everything and decide what you like. Right. And like, sorry to cut you off right there, but kind of a, uh, something that you mentioned before we start recording, um, we we're setting up and you kind of threw in, maybe I shouldn't have chose this cause I'm a Christian yeah. member of the beast. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, like your, your wife said was, Hey, you know, you're not following it. You're not, you know, like right. agreeing with it. You, but, you know, you appreciate the music. You appreciate whatever. Yeah. But, you know, like, and then you're giving it a chance. And, but, and this was also something you listened to before you're a Christian. <laughs> true, true. But even as a Christian, I, I have the vinyl right here. Yeah. I mean, I, I bought it because it's it's an album I enjoy. And, um, you know, it is what it is, right? Yeah. You listen to what you, you like. And you, you have one life to live. Live it how you see See, see that you want to live it, right? Hashtag YOLO? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't say it so great, but that's what I meant. Look at that. <laughs> that We're looking at Eddie the what, Beast what on the they, TV right what now. What do you got to admit, though, man? When it comes to, like, certain, like, like Rob Zombie is like this now. Oh, yeah. Have, like, these big old monsters coming out and robots <laughs> with lasers on their eyes and stuff. Deftones like, should do that. <laughs> that's what they're missing, man. That's why, they, you know, one thing Deftones is missing is they'll have a, live sh- a big live show. Like Funniest that. thing I've ever seen is uh, when ACDC plays live, sometimes they bring out, they have a song called Whole Lot of Rosie, and it's about a big woman, right? <laughs> and they have this blow-up inflatable woman in lingerie, and she's just, it's like a Macy's float. And one time, it just, it, it, the air was coming out, and it's like falling on the band, and it's just, it was the funniest it's, thing it's I've like ever seen. It's like Spinal Tap. Yeah. <laughs> 
Great movie, by the way. Yeah. That's what, oh, man. It's all funny, man. Like, you talk about Spinal Tap to any musician, they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Best movie. Totally get it. But see, no, mine goes to 11. <laughs> Why don't you just change that? But it goes to 11. No, but yeah, I got into this because during the time, you know, it, when they when I first heard them, um, I recognized their talent. They they were like, you know, they had a, another singer before. This was his first. Um, this was his first yeah, album. Yeah. yeah, he was replacing somebody um, else who um, he was okay because I have a couple albums where that he was on as well. But like, he just brought the band and to a whole different level, you know. And, um, you know, this is back when, you know, what other things were, were really popular back then, like Judas Priest screaming for vengeance. You don't know any of this <laughs> yeah, I'm talking mom. about, you know, right before like Quiet Riot and Motley Crue and all oh, those okay. bands were really... Ramrock came out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, was going to say, um, man, I just had a question for you. Sorry. I just lost it. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Do you actually have a question to finish this show off? I always give the question. Uh, no, I forgot what I was going to say in the first place. <laughs> so maybe you have a better question. Uh, oh, that's what I was going to ask. New album. Iron Maiden's kind of the new album. Are you going to listen to it or have you listened to I've it? I've listened to it once. Oh. And um, it sounds like, to be honest with you, after um, they did this one, they did a couple more albums I like, which were Power Slave. And I can't think of the other one right now. But that's when I really liked them. And then after that. I mean, they did a bunch of albums after that, but I never really got into any of those. Good. Okay, I have a question then. Um, we grew up, well, not grew up, but together we listened to a lot of, um, discovered a lot of groups uh, who are no longer around. Um, Human Waste Project, mm-hmm. well, unfortunately it's not, uh, uh, you know, Fractional yeah. Important, things like that. Uh, out of all those bands who are no longer around, which of one of those bands, you can only choose one, would you want to come back and who you would like go be front row, standing in the front, screaming, watching. Not necessarily that, but what band would you like to see come back alive? Mm. One band of all like any band, not just like that genre, but oh, any band, any band that's no if longer I could watch around, any one person that I any yeah any group that's no longer around that's no longer around anymore. They're not playing or I have two, and they're going to be far from what you what you probably think. <laughs> one would be Jimi Hendrix. Oh yeah, I would have loved to seen Jimi Hendrix play live. Um, I just got a um, a new vinyl from J- Jimi Hendrix. It's called Winterland, and it's a it's a live album. Uh-huh. Which I've never liked any of his live stuff that was released, but this one is perfect. Okay, they capture him so well, and it's a great album. So if you if you see that one, Winterland by Hendrix, go get that. The other would be, and this is just like I'm just throwing this out, but The Doors. I would love to. You don't like the doors, do you? I do like the doors. It's funny you mentioned that because my buddy recently was, um, <laughs> he was telling me that, um, I guess in LA, they're going to have like a doors, like a live concert, like in a, like at a movie theater. Okay. And like, you know, charging, you know, 30 bucks to take it, go watch it at the movie theater, mm-hmm. this like rare show they ever show. And then he was like, Oh man, the doors. This would be so awesome. He's all excited about it. And uh, I talked to my other buddy about it, who's a big Doors fan as well. And I said, you ever seen the Doors live? Like, any live stuff of them? And then, well, the one who was all excited about it was like, no, like, that'd be awesome. Let's go. And I was like, they're fucking horrible live. <laughs> I've <laughs> seen some live stuff like, from them. I didn't mind it. Jim Morrison is always high as fuck. And he's, that's what <laughs> I, <laughs> That's what I like about it. I'd like to see the worst version of him. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's like the worst Chino of our time. 
it would be great to just see him come out and whip it out and pee on the audience. Did you see that girl pee oh on that gosh. guy? What's that band called? Oh man, I don't Brass know. Against or something? oh yeah, it was a Rage Against Machine yeah, cover band. It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I was like. This video is not happening. I was like, why did this happen? And why am I still watching it? <laughs> and why did I just watch it again? <laughs> Four times. <laughs> yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I, I mean... Yeah, I guess they're trying to like press charges against her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how, how do you get so into your performance to do something so stupid? We saw a girl squirt milk out of her boobs Yeah, one we time, saw that. And that was weird. And she squirted it on stage. And that was weird. That was she a- wasn't even in the, in the band. She was a, no. some... Uh, crowd goer who just laid on the stage and started shooting milk up in the air out of her boobies yeah. and I was like I was young and I was like what the fuck and I was like girls just have that shit on command <laughs> it's just sitting there like ready to go whenever they want damn that's weird uh, on tap yeah <laughs> oh we ran out of creamer <laughs> need some help here no but like that was weird but I can imagine I cannot imagine being at a show and seeing some girl just start peeing on some guy's face like I'd well, be like come on the milk was the one of the craziest things. But what is the craziest thing that you ever saw at a show? Oh man, at a show, uh, milk. This girl starts shooting milk out. <laughs> that, that was it. Okay. No, that was pretty crazy. I mean, um, I feel like I've seen some crazy shit happen. Uh, like, of course, like some random shit happens. You know, though, like with this uh, concert recently, where all these people died with uh, what's his name? Um, oh yeah, Travis Scott. I had, you know, I could actually say that I had that feeling before when I, I went. I remember at the, um, um, what's that concert they do every year in the desert? Um, Coachella. Coachella. I remember going to one of the first Coachella concerts. It, I think it was one of the first ones. I remember Tool was playing. Rage Against the Machine was was headlining. Oh God! And who else was there? I think we saw we saw a bunch of different yeah. bands. But I remember when Rage came on, and I was I was near the front, and I've had this feeling before when where you 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 can't you can't you, control you, where you're yeah, moving right you just yeah <laughs> and i actually was lucky enough to be able to say okay let me get to the side because i couldn't control anything and i was just moving with the crowd yeah. people started falling you're a big boy yeah, yeah yeah and and i couldn't control myself so funny thing to say that i think i thought i said this on the podcast before too but i had the exact same experience at a tool concert too but mm-hmm. it was the um uh, street scene in San Diego. Yeah. So this is when they came back for after like five, I want to say five years when like Lateralis came out, I think yeah. it was. I saw Michael Coachella. It was cool. And then like a couple weeks later, I saw him street scene. But this was literally like to the point where I was fearing like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not yeah. going to make it out. of. It. And the same thing, like literally like you're trying to like stand. You can't. The crowd's moving you. Yeah. You have to accept <laughs> it. The only thing you can do is accept it and be like, all right, Take me where you want to go. Yeah. But um, the the I felt bad because I'm a tall guy as well. And luckily for me, I would put my head up to the sky and get air. Yeah. But like when you're like facing down, you can't breathe because everyone's just in that same. I'm like, man, people who are like short, like are just not getting any air at all. I remember this little young girl fell in front of me and I had to like get my arms and make room for her because people were not paying attention. Yeah. You know, to, and then have somebody else help her up. And the thing too about that Travis Scott, like, Going to like back when in that tool concert, 
they stopped the show yeah. like Selena, like Corleone. <laughs> but then, like the fire marshal came out, and was like, "Hey, everyone, take you know, like five steps back." You know, you know, whatever. I've seen Chino. Did, he did that at, at one of the Ozfest concerts. I think oh, you were there. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Um, he stopped. He said, "We're not. We're not going to play anymore. If you guys can't get these people up and calm down, we're not going to play." Yeah. And I feel like bands need to start doing that because, um, you know, the tragedy that happened there could happen pretty much anywhere. Yeah, and then, like, with the whole, like, uh, Travis Scott thing, like, they started showing clips of a lot of groups who are, like, you know, um, one of the big ones was Linkin Park. They stopped it for, like, one person. Yeah. Like, people stop, they see it, and they're like, hey, yeah. stop. Like, you can tell when the crowd's just, you know, you know, getting too crazy. I, from what I hear, and I'm not trying to be controversial, and I'm not trying to dump on him, but they say he tells his crowd to rage or do something crazy uh, just to, like, get into it. And I could see that as being his, like, his thing, you know? Yeah. But... Like, even when they showed the people coming into the concert, they were on some shit. You know what I mean? They were, like, coming through the front gates, tearing stuff down as they were coming in. And these people, they couldn't have been paying. They were just breaking through the the wall. (laughs) And I'm like, this concert from the beginning, you can look at it and go, this is not going to go well. I saw this horrible thing on (laughs) TikTok. TikTok, social media is the worst, guys. Uh, Don't ever go on there. The dark web, TikTok. (laughs) Don't ever go on there. But I was watching this thing on there. Not TikTok, but Reels, but same TikTok. Anyways, uh... (laughs) It was, it was like this guy. He's like, when you're at a Travis, Con- you're a Travis Scott concert, and some you're at, you're at a Nirvana concert. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh man, that's so bad. But and a, a Nirvana concert breaks out. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, hey, so how'd you, good albums? I mean, <laughs> today we're what were we about. talking about? Which album? Iron Maiden and uh, Converge. <laughs> All right, so go out and check out Converge. Uh, get this Blood Moon album, or check it out at least because you can't get the vinyl forever. For a while. <laughs> um, and then you know if if you want to check out Iron Maiden, uh, the Number of the Beast, check it out because it's 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 a classic um, slab of metal. It's it's you know going to be on the top fifty of every. Um, chart ever of top metal albums. There's all these different genres of metal, but metal is metal, rock is rock. So, like you said, man, uh, put it uh, perfectly that it's an iconic metal album. It's definitely, you, I feel like it's an album you definitely need to listen to. I'm glad I did. Um, I kind of want to check out more because I feel like there's going to be an album I'm going to like. If you didn't like this one, I don't think there will be because <laughs> it's pretty much the same. They, yeah, they yeah. they do the same, same thing. Recipe. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Even their their most recent albums, it just sounds like a version of this that's not very good. <laughs> you know, okay. I mean, so I'll take that, I'll retract that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen to the song um, "Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner" if you want to hear a, a great song. It's from I think it's from their Power Slave album, but that one is like it's in the twenty minute r- range. It's really good, yeah, "Rhyme of the knows. Ancient Mariner." I did like the like I said, "Hello be that Hello be that name." Yeah, I was I, I did like that one. All right, so thank you guys for listening once again, and we're going to be back next week. I think next week we're going to have a special guest, so that'll be cool. Oh, yeah. We're not going to say who it is yet, but we're going to have somebody who's going to come on here with us and talk about music. Like we always do. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) All right, thank you. Have a good one. Thank you.